Oh man, you guys are going to eat this episode up, especially with the title and description. Disclaimer right here in the beginning, if you are not born in my generation or are older than 35, I'm going to have to ask you to stop this episode now. I don't know how I came up with that number, but I'm just trying to weed out the parents and families that I know listen to my podcast. I'd hope they wouldn't click on an episode like this to begin with, but you never know. So again, let's press pause and find a different episode. I have plenty of other mindset and family-friendly episodes. Now, to those of you still listening, I'm actually recording this intro last. I've already talked through everything and I open up more about hookup culture and my personal experiences, my thoughts on casual sex, my mindset towards it, and my own insecurities. With that being said, though, I also would like to ask that those of you listening, please be respectful of me, my privacy, and even some of the people I mention. If you're new here, no names will ever be dropped in a negative light. Part of my current career and path in life right now has been social media, and I'm becoming a lot more transparent on my Instagram page and on this podcast so I understand what comes up comes with the territory and what I'm signing up for. I'm expecting this episode to get a lot more traction than other topics just based off of the title, but again, I'm kindly asking if you could refrain from playing the guessing game, creating your own assumptions, or frankly, just stirring the pot for both my sake and the people I'm going to mention because they didn't sign up for this either. Also, let me make something clear. This is not about to be a spicy episode whatsoever. We are not debriefing my sex life. So whatever you are anticipating, take it down a notch or two because we're not going there. It's honestly going to be a lot deeper than I think people are expecting. This episode is especially hard because I'm sharing my innermost thoughts, emotions, mental breakdowns, and therapy conversations. I'm used to portraying my more confident, self-assured side on here but I'm going to show myself in a very different light, so I'm nervous about posting this and how it will be taken. But vulnerability is a quality I admire in other people, and the point of this podcast is to be someone I needed when I was younger. So I'm reminding myself that confidence is also allowing yourself to be seen in a less positive light, owning it, giving yourself grace, and loving yourself just the same. So welcome back to Voice Memos, everyone. It's me, Kara. And here we go into a whole nother side of my life. Let's talk about if there is a right time to sleep with someone. If you had asked me a couple months ago, I probably would have said to hold off and wait until they're more invested first. I think I've just always been under the impression that if you sleep with a man on the first date, he's going to ghost you. You won't be interested any longer because you showed all your cards. He got what he wants. But honestly, now I don't think it truly matters the timeline. There's no correct answer on the right time to sleep with someone because it's what feels right to you. And if this is someone you're supposed to be with at the end of the day, then it's not going to matter when you did. To each their own, it's a personal choice. And if you feel the timing is right, then go for it. I'm not here to judge. With that all being said, though, for me personally, I have certain things I look for before I am intimate with someone. And after having casual experiences and noting how I felt after, I'm set on these standards moving forward for myself. I want to feel like we have a deeper connection. There needs to be a mutual level of respect. This is big for me. I want to feel safe and comfortable in their presence and someone I trust, obviously. I've made mistakes with trusting people too soon or regretting things because it ended up being meaningless. 
It doesn't feel good to me to exchange energy with someone who isn't worthy. And my big learning lesson through some of my experiences is that I want to value and protect myself. Being intimate with someone is literally an exchange of energy. If there is a word up I bring up probably every episode, it's energy. That is something I value so much, whether it's the vibration I'm giving off or my environment or the energy and frequency of other people and how I feel around them. I'm not giving away my physical energy to someone I don't feel connected with or don't care about. I understand that's probably an unpopular opinion for some people. Some people my age are just at the stage of life where they're just trying to have fun. Like they don't really care. They're not emotionally invested and that's what they want to do. And by all means, do your thing. I'm not coming on here at all to say everyone needs to be abstinent and what I say goes. Absolutely not. I'm a big advocate for doing what feels right to you and being unapologetically yourself. That differs for everyone. And this episode is more about what works for me and maybe that will resonate with some people as well. If I'm going to hook up with someone, it's going to be on my own timeline when I feel it's right, when I feel like we have connected. There was a guy that I was involved with who I had felt like I connected with immediately. Right when we had met, I vibed with him and it felt easy. Not a forced connection. It was natural. It wasn't set up. And we had started talking more frequently and it was about a month in when I had felt ready to. I knew that because I was comfortable around him. I felt safe with him at the time because he would look out for me and always kind of had my best interest in mind, which is very ironic now, which I'll get into that later. But I trusted him because I felt like there was a mutual respect. He didn't seem like the type of guy that was going to sleep with me and then text the entire group chat right after. I've definitely been involved with guys like that who I would get with literally just make out maybe and next thing I know I'm getting a million texts from people curious and asking questions when I knew for a fact I hadn't told the soul yet no reason for that I don't like that I'm very private with my intimate life hence me trying to be so vague and quite frankly I only told my friends a couple months ago about my first time I've kept it quiet for years there are very few souls who know about it I, I don't even think that could be a future episode, maybe very long down the line. But anyways, back to this guy, though. So we were intimate and then ended up continuing to see each other here and there. I believe I did open up to him that he was the first guy I was intimate with more than once or something along those lines. And he had been respectful originally, but I don't know to what degree he really understood that this wasn't something I do casually. Something that would occur after we were intimate is he would pull back. I would actually feel his energy shift. It was a very different dynamic. He would be distant or short with me. And it hurt, to be completely honest. It would make me insecure within myself. I didn't understand it. His behavior would just change like the flip of a switch. He would treat me differently and would just withdraw himself. Just to randomly pop up again, act like the guy I originally met and vibed with. And then the cycle would repeat itself. I'm sure a lot of us know this cycle all too well, and don't worry, that is going to be an episode with my therapist. It is in the works, but I didn't understand his behavior at the time or what it meant, but after more therapy, reflection, and internal work, I began to understand it. This behavior of withdrawing or pulling back, especially after intimate moments, stems from an avoidant attachment style. I've mentioned that a couple times on here, but with avoidance, They could fear rejection, intimacy, abandonment, etc. I had an anxious attachment style at the time. I mean, it's still something I have to work on some days, but I definitely consider myself a lot more secure now. 
And I want to make that a topic too about the work and reflection I've done on myself to develop a more secure attachment. As I was saying though, with anxious attachment, you need more reassurance and validation. So ironically, looking back now, I think we both had the same fears, but we projected it in different ways. I was also afraid of rejection, intimacy, or being abandoned, but being someone that doesn't give my body away to people, I think what I needed from him afterwards was validation that he wasn't just using me, that he cared about me as a person, but instead his behavior would confirm my fears in my head. My intentions were not to date this guy. I wasn't like waiting on an I love you or like some kind of confession, no, but I did consider him to be someone I cared about and valued and to give him access to me and let him in. And by that, I mean access to my energy, my space. All right. Like, okay. But to let my guard down around him only to be given the cold shoulder after hurt a lot. And it closed me off to other people because I was just like, this does not feel good. This isn't fun. I feel horrible after. Is everyone feeling so empty after being intimate with someone? Because I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be getting out of this. And this is a pretty deep take and rough to admit, but in the past, my self-worth felt dependent on the consistency of the person I was seeing or into. His behavior wasn't okay, no, but learning more through therapy and my own psychological research, because I'm very interested in just how the brain works and why we act certain ways, but it provided me more of an understanding of him and honestly, every talking stage before him, because they all had that attachment style. I had a type during my unhealed phase, clearly. But again, it doesn't excuse his actions, but it comforts me now to know that this wasn't a me thing. There wasn't something wrong with me. I didn't do anything. This is just how he operates. Avoidance regulate their central nervous system by withdrawing, especially after sex, because in their eyes, staying in contact after sex and maintaining that communication would only bring them closer to the person and continue to develop that connection. So like I said, the cycle continued of highs and lows, the high of attention and validation, and then the low of just feeling empty and used again. Like I said before, at that time, he was the only guy I'd ever been intimate with more than once. So these cycles and the way he treated me and the inconsistent behavior was all I knew. Unfortunately, I didn't know any better. And I don't think I realized how much damage the situationship had done until very recently when I had been intimate with someone new. Actually, I don't like how I worded that. I don't want to call myself damaged. Better way to phrase it, I didn't realize how much healing had to be done from those cycles until recently with this new guy. I had a great night with the guy. We connected. He was checking the boxes and the criteria I look for. But the next morning when I was heading home, I felt myself literally dissociating. I was being distant. I was withdrawing. I didn't want to feel anything. I wanted to try and ignore or push down potential feelings. I didn't want a connection. I was trying to protect myself. I walked through my front door. I didn't text this guy to thank him, tell him I, tell him I had a good time or that I had gotten home safe. I literally put my phone face down and didn't touch it for several hours. Checked my phone later and I had four texts from this man and he was checking that I had gotten home safe and saying he had fun with me. And the realization hit me. I was so upset with myself that I had fully reacted like the man I used to sleep with. I channeled this whole avoidant energy and withdrew from this new guy that I had connected with. I was explaining this to my therapist the following week. And I mean, first she was scolded me for not texting this guy to let him know I had gotten back safe like he had asked. And then she asked why I did it. I knew exactly why. And I told her, 
I'm used to how so-and-so used to treat me. I didn't know how to react to someone that genuinely still wanted to engage with me after they had been with me. I had told myself in the Uber, like, Carrie, you have to pull back now. He doesn't want anything to do with you. He doesn't want to hear from you. He's, he's going to ignore you if you try to communicate after you guys had sex. These were my legitimate thoughts as I was talking myself through the Uber ride. That first guy I was seeing was all I really knew in regards to sleeping with someone and the protocol, I guess you could say, that I normalized being ignored after sex, distance, cold energy, and not to expect any text about getting home safe or that the person enjoyed seeing me. I'm grateful for my self-awareness and that I'm able to call myself out now and be like, Kara, like, this isn't cool. I can't treat people like that. And not every guy is the one that hurt me. I can't keep myself so guarded because I got burned. I guess because sex is a bigger deal to me, I expect a certain bond almost. I don't know if that's the way to explain it. I'm trying to think. If you haven't noticed yet, I'm struggling to put my thoughts into words because I never say any of this out loud besides in therapy occasionally. But since there are only a handful of people I have been intimate with and have allowed access to me, I expect a certain level of respect. And I don't know if that's fair because everyone has different views on sex and just because they may have meant something to me doesn't mean it was reciprocated. I could have been one of 25 girls for one of them. If it was a one-night stand, I'm not expecting a text or anything. Like, I understand that. But with someone I'm talking to or seeing or have more of a connection with, I do have a standard of expectations, I guess. I honestly just, honestly, just manners and respect will do it. If I'm running into you at a bar and you won't come up to me to say hi or you're being standoffish and cold, that's a little ridiculous to me if I was in your bed the week before. Maybe it's more of a me problem expecting the same level of respect from these guys after we've been with each other, but that's just more of a reason I'm going to be even more selective moving forward because why am I going to be vulnerable and share that experience with someone who cannot care less about my well-being? It's hard for me to wrap my head around being intimate with someone and then disrespecting them. A guy they had been with had done some messed up things later on down the line. And besides the fact that his actions were not okay whatsoever, I think what added to the hurt was in my head. I was just like, I have been intimate with you, like not even once, multiple times. I valued you and trusted you enough at a point to let you in. And now you act like this towards me. There were situations where I asked for help because I had used to view him as someone that would make me feel safe and both times he acknowledged it and then MIA, he understood I and was aware I was in a situation and asking for help and then completely left me hanging. Not even a text later apologizing or like the very least checking in. That just baffles me. I don't know. Like forget the fact that we even slept together now. How do you treat another person like that? I try to put myself in other people's shoes, but I just can't fathom that mindset. I'm kind of getting triggered right now. Freaking remembering everything this guy's done. It's crazy the treatment we accept sometimes until we realize our worth. Let's maybe bring back chivalry, gentlemen. Can we normalize at least the bare minimum again? Because the bar is in hell right now. If you're not buying her Uber or taking her home, which you should be, you better be damn sure she got home safe. Send the text, like, are guys scared to hurt their ego or something just by saying, like, hey, did you get home safe? Or even, like, I enjoyed seeing you last night. Get it together. I'm not even talking about sex anymore. I just think in general, people need to be kind. <laughs> but let's get into setting intentions before casual sex to also protect yourself. Let me be honest here. I did, in fact, sleep with this guy again after he had disrespected me multiple times. But let me try to explain myself with vague context. So stay with me. 
Originally, I had stepped away after something happened, went no contact for a bit, would still run into him here and there. And I had engaged with him, but I had the mindset that I wouldn't put myself in a position to be vulnerable with him. I wasn't going to allow him to have the access he used to. I stood by that for months. I'm proud of myself for that. Then something really messed up happened, and I completely pulled back. I think I saw him a time or two out after that, and I intentionally would not even go near him. I wouldn't acknowledge him. I was in a secure place with myself that I didn't even want to allow his energy or disrespect in my space. More time went by, and I see him out one night, and I don't remember what he said that allowed him the privilege of speaking with me, but it worked, and I engaged with him. And honestly, I was genuinely having a good time with him. We were giving off the same energy and vibes. I was having fun, and I ended up being intimate with him again that night. I was drinking, but I was aware of where the night was heading. And in the car, I asked myself like my intentions and what I wanted out of this. I knew I just wanted to have a good time. There were no feelings involved anymore. I was in a good place mentally and knew I was going to be okay whether or not I heard from him again. I knew how he operated, that if I didn't hear from him or he withdrew from me, I was going to be okay. I wasn't doing this for any kind of validation anymore. I can give that to myself. And so that was that. That was the first time I had been with him and felt okay with myself in the morning. I know my value as a person. I know everything I have to offer. I know a guy would be lucky to be a part of my life, let alone have access to me. Lo and behold, he did in fact end up being standoffish and a jerk to me for some times after and I didn't like the energy he was giving off but that's more of a him problem and potentially even as a result of realizing he didn't have a hold over me anymore. So as I've mentioned in prior episodes the lesson here is to make it clear to yourself what you want or expect when you fall back to an ex-boyfriend, girlfriend, situationship, whoever. I did not go into it thinking he was a changed man or that he was finally going to step up and treat me correctly My intentions were simply, I was just having a fun night, I was enjoying our reconnection, and there was no investment, just see where things go. Now, a time this summer where I did not make my intentions clear, I didn't dive into this on the podcast when it happened because it was a really vulnerable and tough situation for me, but we're gonna try and unpack it today. I met a guy at the bar, I was set on him right when I saw him. I gave him the look. If you haven't heard about my look yet, it's where I hold eye contact, kind of check them out, look them up and down, look at their lips, smile, smirk, and then walk over to the bar in a spot where I can stand alone. Very strategic and specific, but it's worked three times now. (laughs) Three for three. But anyways, he comes up to me. We talked. We were attached at the hip for the rest of the night, talking the entire time. My memory gets shoddy and it's a blur, but essentially he asked me to go home with him later on, and I agree, that was that. Now, immediately after we had slept together, I started internally freaking out. He asked if I want to stay over, I decline, and then I start texting my friends asking when they're going to be home from the bar. I remember then going outside, he's talking to his friend on the deck, I'm literally standing in the pool on the top step, and I'm trying to reel the emotions in. I'm trying not to think, I'm trying not to cry. I was like, you literally do not know this man. Do not be emotional. Do not make a scene right now. Next thing I remember is him saying my Uber was there and I barely said goodbye. I'm not sure if I did at all. I didn't hug or kiss him, barely acknowledged him and jumped in that freaking car. I get home and I remember this all pretty clearly. My friends aren't there yet. I'm taking off my makeup and then I hear them in the kitchen. So I walk out and they're asking me how it went, what happened. And I start sobbing. 
I wish I was being dramatic, but I fall to my knees on the kitchen floor sobbing. I can't get any words out. I'm hyperventilating. Their faces drop. They go silent. They're thinking I was taken advantage of based off my reaction. I get words out and assured them he didn't take advantage of me, but I didn't know how to explain it. I was just like, I have no idea what just happened. I wanted to in the moment. It's not like I try to say no or anything. I want to make that like perfectly clear before anyone listening gets nervous, but I kept repeating, I don't know what just happened or how that just happened. I was talking to him all night at the bar. Next thing I know, I'm in an Uber, his house, his bed. Now I'm here. It all happened so fast and I just never stopped to think. I never stopped to ask myself if this was what I wanted or how I felt about it potentially happening or if I was even ready. It was such an empty feeling after knowing that this was a random man from the bar. He barely knows a thing about me. He doesn't care about me. He doesn't appreciate me or see my value. Was there a connection? Yeah, maybe, but it was the first night I met him. I'm drunk. Who knows? I think what also was getting to me was the idea that I ruined any potential we could have. Like, I believed then if you slept with someone the first night, they'd want nothing to do with you after. And this was someone I felt like I could connect with on a deeper emotional and intellectual level. And I was being hard on myself for ruining something before it could have started. My friends were the best. They sat on the floor with me for longer than an hour while I cried and they comforted me. And I probably sound actually crazy to people who view sex totally different than me and don't give it a second thought. But again, I am someone who views it as an intimate act and I don't feel good about giving myself to someone who isn't worthy. This was also just so alarming to me that I had never felt so out of control or I guess out of touch with myself is a better way to say it. To be such a conscious and aware and mindful person, like you guys know that by now, I'm always talking through my exact thought processes, like what I was thinking and feeling in a moment, how I responded. But to have been at such a drunken state that I never stopped to think was so alarming and scary to me. To not remember one instance in that entire night where I checked in with myself was a frightening realization. I have been more cautious and mindful of my drinking since then. I've never admitted that was the reason until now, but if people have been out with me more recently, I've dialed it back significantly because of that night. The Sparknotes version is, yes, I did end up hearing from him. He reached out and wanted to see me again. Then he was flaky and shady, and I gave him way too many chances and overlooked a lot because of the fact that he was my first one-night stand. I was so uncomfortable with myself for sleeping with a random guy and needed to justify it and make myself feel better. I'm planting the seed for next episode where I'll talk about him dating in general and what I'm looking for. I'll be more of my energetic self in that episode and try and add some humor, but it's hard to be funny in this one when I'm exposing my biggest pain points and vulnerable moments. Now, I did end up telling him the next time I saw him that he was my first one-night stand and that I had never done that before. My therapist asked me how I felt about sharing that with someone, and honestly, it felt like a relief. It felt right to me in that moment to be truthful with him. I was being authentic to myself by opening up about that, and he was respectful. The first time I told a guy that I had never really slept with someone before has stuck with me. He was someone I had really liked and I had feelings for, and when I told him, he could not believe it. He legitimately called me a unicorn because as he put it, quote unquote, there are no hot girls anymore that are still virgins. That's so hot. You've never slept with someone. I've always thought your body count was so high. How do you respond to that? I don't know how to respond to that. Like, 
what the fuck do you say to someone who's calling you a unicorn because they expected your body count to be so high? And people have made that comment to me several times before, like, oh, like, you definitely have been with a lot of people. What are you getting at? Like, why are you commenting on this in the first place? I don't counter it or really respond at all because it's no one's business. Think what you want, but I know myself. And as I was saying, this guy was almost obsessed with the fact that I had never been with anyone before. He would comment on it constantly after that, and I never really knew what to make of it because I still really liked him. I thank God and the universe every day that I never slept with this guy because I think I would question his intentions and motives for a long time. I mean, I already do, but I can't imagine if he was my first. Just like whether or not he actually wanted to be with me or if he just wanted to be my first and tell people that. And again, I liked this guy a lot at the time, so I'm just really glad I didn't have any of those firsts with him because it also probably would have ended up being public knowledge. I value my privacy so much, especially with intimacy. I don't want to be vulnerable and with a guy who's going to text in his group chat later, like, guess who I just banged last night? Literally, no. I hate when guys speak like that, let alone if it was about me. Absolutely not. I'm giving my body to you and you're going to tell people you banged me. Like, it just feels gross and disrespectful. Again, I understand people listening are going to have very contradicting viewpoints to that. It's not a big deal to some people. They enjoy casual sex. There's no investment for them. Again, do your thing. But for me personally, I need those shared values of privacy, trust, comfortability, and respect. I tried. I really did try out the whole casual hookup thing, meeting up with new guys and being lax, but it was just not for me. I can say I got it out of my system this summer. Something interesting that I noted recently is that senior year of high school, I saw this psychic. I'm a pretty spiritual person, as we know, and it really intrigues me, the thought of stuff beyond us. But okay, anyways, this woman was supposed to be the real deal. It was like a Christmas present. The only thing I wanted was to see a good psychic. I got made fun of so much for this by my friends, but I don't care. I'm into it. And I actually just paused right before to find and listen to this recording. I have the recording still on my phone of our session, and she touched on the topic of today. So I wrote it down exactly what she said to me word for word. Quote, you're not a casual dater kind of girl. If you think you're going to college and go out with this guy one night and then kiss that guy the next, you're not built that way. Other people may be, but you're not. This isn't a judgment of right or wrong. You're just one that wants a real connection. Casual is not ever going to work for you. Know that about yourself and don't let that be right or wrong. Don't compare yourself to what others are doing. It's just not how you are. There is a depth to you that doesn't allow it. You'll gravitate towards the guys that you feel more depth with. The other ones will seem like an annoyance because it's childlike to you. You might try to fit into that world, but it's not going to feel right to you, so hold out and do what's true for you. End quote. That was in 2019, and I haven't listened to that in years, so it's kind of crazy to still resonate with that and almost feel full circle now because I did try to fit into that dynamic this summer. I try to be more carefree and have casual interactions, but that just didn't work for me. And I think that's a pretty big realization to make at just 22, that hookup culture is just something I don't want to take part in. I just don't have any pull towards hooking up with random guys. I'm not going to play games or give my body to just anyone. There's only a handful of guys that I have allowed access to me. I value myself too much to have all these different boys walking around able to say that they slept with me. <laughs> Fuck no. I don't want any two guys in the bar to have something in common where they can both say they've been with me. But 
Because I want something meaningful again doesn't mean I'm expecting to be four months into a relationship or with a ring on my finger before I'm intimate. No. I trust my intuition and if I feel there's a connection and the guy meets my values, then I'm going to do what feels right. Now, I have gone back to people... I think the furnace just went off, but hopefully you guys can't hear this. But I have gone back to people who had disrespected me previously In one of those cases, I said to myself, like, well, the damage is done. I've already slept with him. What do I have to lose now? I'm not sure where that falls on my spectrum of criteria. I guess, like I mentioned earlier, I was looking for a fun night. These people I was familiar with, I knew what I was signing up for. So I went through with it. And I didn't regret either after because I made my intentions clear prior. With that being said, I'm not entirely sure these guys could pull me again. I'm going to outgrow these cycles and become tired of the cycles I might I might have already, to be honest. I don't want to be reminding myself right before having sex, like, oh, by the way, Kara, like, this is just convenient and meaningless to him, but go for it if you have no investment. No, I don't want to be convenient to someone anymore. I don't want to just, I don't want to be just anyone that they think they can pull. I'm not. If I'm intimate with someone, it's a man that values and appreciates me, not someone that's going to discard me immediately the next day. And the guy I would still see out and engage with, like I talked about earlier, there were probably a lot of opportunities where I could have gone with him again, but I wasn't going to put myself in a position for that to occur. Unless he stepped up and started treating me correctly again and how I deserved, he wasn't getting the same access to me. The City Flake, who again I'll discuss next episode, but there were many times I could have seen him, but he wasn't putting in the effort I know I deserve. Eventually, he did step up to the the plate, but that's because I knew my worth and I didn't waver on those boundaries. Treat me right, pursue me correctly, or move the fuck out of the way, because what one guy won't do, the next definitely will. One last point I need to make in this episode that is getting very lengthy is you do not owe anyone anything. You do not owe anyone shit. Just because they spend money on you, just because they took you out, just because they may have traveled to see you, It is your body. It's your choice. You can back out at any time. You can say no at any time. I think it was the Summer Love episode where I talked about a situation that could be controversial. I'm not going to repeat it again here, but if you want to hear it, you can listen to the Summer Love finale after this, and it's toward the end. But essentially, I told this story to a friend, and she was like, what did you expect to happen getting in the car with him? You walked right into it. And as I mentioned in that episode... Again, you can say no at any fucking time. I don't care if you told this man you were going to sleep with him and all of your clothes are off and then you decide you don't want to. Say no, own it. You are allowed to do that. You have that power. And we need to empower each other more to hold our ground in those situations. I've been in a few situations where I've done stuff with guys or didn't say no because in my head I was like, I'm in too deep. I can't be a tease now. No, I wish I could give that younger self a pep talk. A past situationship of mine, I clearly remember him texting me that I give him blue balls. And he says this line, something like, what you say means nothing if you don't actually do something about it. And then some other message, but just disrespectful. I was running on my own timeline. I was taking my time doing what felt right to me in certain moments. If I'm not ready to move that fast fast with you, I'm not going to. Such a red flag in hindsight, and he's a manipulative person, but I had my rose-colored glasses on. So again, you don't owe anyone anything, run on your own timeline, follow your intuition and your gut feeling. Anyways, I'm getting ready to wrap this up. If you take anything away from this episode, then let it be to trust your intuition and do what feels right to you and stand by that. 
that varies for everyone and there is no right or wrong timing. If you're supposed to be with the person and they are meant for you, it won't matter if you slept with them the first night or if you waited a month, two months, three months, it doesn't matter. Value yourself, your time, and your energy. Next episode will be about the city flake, maintaining boundaries, setting standards with guys, and where I'm currently at with my love life. I love and appreciate you all. Thank you for sticking with me through this one, and I'll talk to you next episode.